0: Ask the Podcast Coach for June 17th, 2023. Let's get ready ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It is time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there
1: is the one and only Jim Coulson from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Father's Day. What I'm calling Father's and Son's Day weekend. Not, not all guys are dads, but they are sons, I think. you have to I think you have to do it that way. So happy Father's Day and Son's Day to you. There we go. Yeah, and if you're a father tell your kids how
0: proud you are of them and if your dad's still around be sure to let him know like hey you're a pretty cool dad and if your dad was a schmuck i don't know go to denny's and
1: uh get a that, listen smile. that's that's tough because i at a father's day celebration i was talking to my daughter-in-laws mm-hmm. about this and they don't have the best relationship with their dad yeah. and i was like hey tell me a great story about your dad and mm, they didn't have one yeah. so like know your audience. I think the same thing in podcasting as well. Know your audience, and I think in the United States for the first time or second year in a row we celebrate Juneteenth. It yes. also comes up here this weekend. So have Juneteenth. There we
0: go. And uh, you know, if you do go to Denny's, one of the things that you can get to wash down that Grand Slam of um, oh yeah you know, is uh, and it's really good
1: there. Uh, but but better at Waffle House. Let's well, just be, there let's
0: go. Just, and that's uh, of course a uh, popping hot uh, cup of Java there. And that uh, that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at PodcastBranding.co. And if you're watching the video, you'll see there's the stuff that Mark has done for me. He did Ask the Podcast Coach. He did the School of Podcasting. He did the Podcast Rodeo Show. So obviously, if I didn't think Mark did a good job, I wouldn't have had him do a second and third logo for me. And, uh, it's not just my stuff. I mean, he's done a ton of different podcasters and the beauty of it is he is a podcaster. Sure. He's a graphic artist and he's won awards for his artwork, but he's also a podcaster and he understands that And he's going to sit down with you and listen to your show and look at your website. Cause it's not just artwork. If you need a whole website. Mark can really just make you look amazing. So uh, there he is, the one and only Mark. You've seen him. He's been mentioned a uh, Podcast Movement, PodFest, of course, the School of Podcasting. as the Podcast Coach and Build a Big Podcast. My buddy David Hooper has uh, had him on. So check him out, PodcastBranding.co. Oh, the nice slide,
1: Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, that doesn't look very good, does no, it? No, that's,
0: that's the old <laughs> Dave did an oopsie there. PodcastBranding.co. De- it's we've got this so and apparently that did not translate well when i uploaded it so yeah how not, did that get
1: there uh that's a powerpoint slide for, for those that are on video i'm sorry audio on, friends yeah yeah
0: so yeah. i blew up podcastbranding.co to be huge and it somehow added a text wrap <laughs> and so and it just shows podcastbranding.co so yeah dot, well dot c o
1: that's one of those kinds of things. Uh, test your graphics before you go. Big, <laughs> big thanks to uh, Dan Lefebvre over there based on a true story. Based on a true story podcast.com. And uh, if you're looking for something to listen to, well, this week he's covering the thin red line. So if you want to know, hey, how that's a historical movie, how, uh, how accurately uh, uh, close is that? Uh, he checks it out this week, 256, based on a true story podcast.com. And Dan, thanks for your sponsorship Dave I know we got topics but let me, let me ask you this question before we get started since it's I just said this okay in your podcast do you think I mentioned Father's Day Juneteenth those are yeah holi- those are holidays that are happening here in the United States right now two two problems with that I, mm. I can see one is those are both uh, Father's Day might be more international but it's 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 we, we really I mean that's been a long time tradition here in the United States juneteenth a new holiday not a new event but a new holiday to the united states officially do you mention those in your podcast it, does that date you like does that date the podcast in other words you know mm. do you, you worry about that are those things uh thinking from an international standpoint is that important if somebody's you know in europe or uh, australia or whatever india and they're like oh, this doesn't really matter i don't know do you think you mention those specific things that does it localize you in chat room. I'll take your advice on that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, but should I be? Yeah, I think
0: it, it does kind of like, oh, look, it's an American talking about an American thing. And I get yeah. that. Like, yeah. You know, uh-huh. like if it was Mark and he's doing a podcast, he's going to be talking about Boxing Day because it's a Canadian thing <laughs> or whatever else. And I'm sure there's all sorts of
1: maple you know, syrup and stuff. Yeah, you know,
0: like but that. I'm sure there's all sorts of, uh, you know, Craig's in Spain. So I'm right. sure there's some sort of Spanish, you know, Ella casa the Day, something you know that i have no idea but it's when so and so did the thing and the country was blah 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 you know there's all sorts of important things that people remember so i don't i don't feel left out if somebody brings it up to me it's kind of like oh that's right you know
1: craig's in spain or you know whoever so um i don't know what do you yeah. think did, did, well, craig says craig chimes in and says yeah. over here in europe most people are, are aren't even aware of us holidays and culture And, um, but yeah, yeah. well, I mean, in our, our numbers reflect just in transparency, our numbers probably reflect a very heavy U.S. audience. I don't look at those very often, but would that be, would that be a correct assumption that we have more listeners in the U.S. probably than anywhere else? Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. So do you forego that, that cultural tidbit for, let's say, 75% of your audience or or, or do you keep it? generic for the rest of them i don't know Uh, that like i'm that's why i asked you is kind of even the audience as well those listening live that's one of those i think that's one of those real gray areas in podcasting is how localized do you get you know do you do you mention the farmer's market that's going on right you know it's saturday morning there's a farmer's market going on in bellevue downtown bellevue nebraska which there is right um i don't know
0: that's, I guess it all depends on how much time you spend on it and why you brought it up. Yeah. But if you have, if you were like saying you really should go to the farmer's market, uh, Craig's going to be like, yeah, I'm
1: out. I'm done.
0: I'm not, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's my, that's a little bit of my shtick, right? In the, yeah. I'd say happy Saturday or uh, greetings, yeah. happy Saturday morning to you and happy, whatever. I try right. to always bring something in. Well, it's today easy. It's, it's let eat some ham day in Spain, according
0: <laughs> to, uh, to Craig. So.
1: <laughs> Not safe in all cultures, but you know, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's that day. Yeah. It's, I always just kind of wonder how specific or how localized we get. Is it okay? It's part of the charm in some cases, right?
0: Yeah. Um, but in, in case you're wondering anybody outside the U S oh, this'll be fun. Uh, from what I understand, Juneteenth is there were a bunch, this is back when there was slavery in the U S so whatever that was, and there was a group of slaves that had been freed, but nobody like sent them, like there was no internet. Nobody sent them a note. They're still slaving away. And um, so Juneteenth was the day somebody finally went to them and, excuse me, uh, you're free. You can quit doing that. Mm -hmm. And so that was the official, like they were the last people at that point, you know, that was the, everybody was free. So, uh,
1: so Juneteenth is the celebration of that, I guess that, uh, yay. So that, that, that we recognize that, that moment.
0: Let's start off. Yeah, here's a fun one. This is from Johnny Human. So there you go. Thank you, John. This is from uh, Reddit, and I there was there was almost like a a theme at Reddit this week. He said, "A small experiment with YouTube and podcasting channels." I thought others might find this interesting. Eleven days ago, I started a new podcast. Uh, I host on Spotify and signed up for Podcast Connect and YouTube. At the same time, all were approved on the same day and all the same content has been posted. The one difference is on YouTube. I have used shorts, but I was surprised by the data. Uh, The YouTube videos were 62, 62 views, YouTube shorts, 318 views, YouTube subscribers, two. So that's always kind of fun. And the fun thing is YouTube subscribers does not equal views. Cause I forget how I have thousands of people that are on my YouTube channel and it's, you know, when I post something, I don't get thousands of views, but meanwhile, so 62, uh, views, two subscribers, 318 shorts on shorts, Spotify, 142 listens, uh, Spotify audience, 72 Spotify followers, eight. So again, here he's getting, you know, 150, he's got eight people. Uh, I'm not going to do math uh, live. <laughs> he says, no data is showing on Podcast Connect yet because I think you need a month or so for that to get going. But given the effort of making thumbnails, recording video, and the sheer size uh, of the of the use base, I would have thought YouTube would have wiped the floor with Spotify's numbers, but not so. I know that YouTube algorithm takes some time, but still, uh, if of interest, I'll continue for the next 19 days and report back again happy to share this. What I would love to know is he's using Spotify for you know his podcast. I wonder if he put it on... No, he said Apple Connect. So if you're on Apple, then you're on Overcast and all those other ones that pull from the back end. But there are other places, like is he on Google? Is he on iHeart and Amazon and Ghana and all those other places that aren't going to bring a tsunami of of listeners? But it is gonna bring something, and that's that's always been my thing about Spotify. And it's not a Slack, it's just they don't make it easy to um submit to other places. You have to do that on your own, which isn't even hard. You know, it's copy and paste. So that's the uh I heard that, but then somebody else chimed in. Again, it was like a theme. YouTube versus audio only. He says we added YouTube and a video version of our podcast, it's doing great. People love it. And we're going at a faster rate with the video option than we did with audio only. Only problem is the video audience grows. Well, the only problem is as the video audience grows, our audience, o- our audio-only audience shrinks. I don't think we've lost many listeners. I think uh, that for the most part, uh, they switch to watching our show over listening to it. The issue is I have is that it's causing our overall podcast stats to dwindle and look as though the show is struggling because podcast stats don't include YouTube numbers. And then, so this was when I saw it, he's like, Hey, I, you know, I, I had audio only, I started video and it looks like some people are now watching this on video. And I used my favorite analogy of your high school gym, Jim. Do you remember what your high school gym looks like? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you got oh, it. Yeah. You got the, the doors on each side. I said, oh, so, yeah. It used to be you just let people in the front door, and then somebody went over and opened the side door. And anybody who was closer to the side door is now coming in the side door. But you, you still probably have the same number of people in the gym. It just They're coming in a different way, which I found interesting because for me, if somebody says, hey, I don't know, um, Jim Carrey started a podcast. It's on YouTube, and it's also available on audio. I'm going right to my audio app to listen to it. I'm an audio guy. Other people are going to go right to YouTube, and really with Jim Carrey, that might be a better move because he's such a visual guy, but... You know, some people are going to watch, some people are going to want to listen. I don't know. What Do you know, I, I, is your Gallup step on, on YouTube as well?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah do we you know do them both. Any it attracts of... different audiences. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. It just attracts different audiences. I don't know if you can do a true A-B comparison between YouTube and a host provider, right? I still think there's a, enough like environmental factors that go into the promotion of both. One was Spotify and one was YouTube. Is that right? So right. those are two large platforms that are big on self-promotion. So like you're, 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 the, the, it's good from that angle. I just don't know if you can compare. I think it is a little apples to oranges uh, in the comparison of, for some folks, you know, it kind of depends on your YouTube channel, your YouTube presence, your content. I mean, there's some indication that, uh that YouTube is going through reading transcripts to, to also promote, you know, they're, hmm learning kind of some of some of the content but dave there's videos on youtube that don't make any sense why they have a half a million or a million views you know uh we we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show i mean i watch these guys who cut wood (laughs) you know chainsaw sound for the whole i have to turn down the audio so my family (laughs) doesn't think i'm insane for listening to chainsaw sound for 45 minutes right but I'm fascinated about what they do and it's, it's satisfying for me. That works for me. I think, you know, and and some people would say, and that is good content. Apparently, you know, you, 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 yeah, we have no way of predicting what people are going to like and what they're not going to like.
0: But while you're watching that, isn't a part of you wondering, okay, is this tree going to fall the way it, Wants to... No, I'm not looking for disaster. No, you're not no.
1: looking. Oh, no, I'm looking for. I'm, I, I like the. I like the symmetry. You know, they stack it or they pile it or they clean things up. Yeah, I am. I find great satisfaction when somebody takes because I like to do this. When something somebody takes chaos and makes it order, I love that. Right, I just love organization. Like, I love a good set of show notes that look beautiful. Like, mm. think about a think about our podcast. It's chaos. It's, it's on the fly. We're doing all these crazy things. There's no scripts to it. And yet, every week, you somehow take this chaos and make it beautiful in the show notes. And you do a nice job of that. I look at those. You post them when the Patreon feed comes out, and I see those in my podcast. I go take a look at them sometimes. And I, so I love that. There's great satisfaction in it. So for me, it scratches this itch of of uh, uh, com, you know completion of order. I that so that's what I really like. But you wouldn't think like a, a million people would like that, but they do.
0: Well, <laughs> right. Dr says her little brother sets up a camera as he does he does
1: live says he fishes on a Florida <laughs> lake. He has over five hundred thousand followers. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, okay, but it's it's now reality tv and like Mm. it's true reality and you know let's hope it's not some of these things aren't as fake as the old reality tv used to be Wait, right, you know. what
0: carrot top? How how did you get here? Yeah, um, Randy says maybe you're just
1: easily entertained. <laughs> it's very true.
0: And, uh, <laughs> Coach Dave says, Weren't you into watching somebody building a boat or something like that?
1: Two of those, in fact, <laughs> one of them's launching this week, and the other one will be launching in I don't know six months or something like that. So, yes, well, yes, and all true, all true.
0: That's one of the things Todd brings up. Oops, a good point that um, uh, people crave realism and authenticity, yeah, it really I think is. Right. Because I remember when we thought reality TV was reality, and there was really only one reality TV show, in my opinion, and that was The Real World, the very first one on MTV, because they had no idea what they were getting into, and they were actually, I think, being real, because they made their own little drama there. I don't think it was like the producer was like, hey, can you go pick a fight with her? I think it just happened organically. Um,
1: just just don't tell me that WWE is fake okay don't <laughs> don't tell me that because that would sh- just ruin my world
0: so yeah it's it's gonna be interesting I just to me uh, from what I've seen where he was saying how people are kind of he's losing audio to video and vice versa I don't I uh I basically Look at it as growing two audiences. One people yeah. want to watch, one people want to listen.
1: i have not, I, uh, Dave brings up Will It Sink? That's, that's Letterman's, um, okay. Yeah. That he, I think it was Letterman, where he would have a big tub of water and he would bring something out. That was called Will It Float? Well, I also remember, mm.
0: um, remember Will It Blend? Where yeah. people are sticking <laughs> yeah. phones and stuff into
1: this like major blender, industrial blender. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, and there's people who like. I mean, on YouTube, there's people who like destruction. There's people who like, oh, seeing other people hurt themselves. You know, I'm in a in a you know, in a good way, like a crotch shot off a skateboard oh, when yeah. you're going those kinds of. I don't know if that's good or not. I'm going to retract that whole statement. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where uh,
0: the trailer now for Mission Impossible is is online. I haven't seen it yet, but it's Tom Cruise. And the fun part about Tom Cruise. Is he's kind of turned into Jackie Chan. Like I remember when Tom Cruise was known for being a great actor and now he's known for being crazy and hanging on the side of a plane or whatever the heck he's doing, and I'm sure he's doing more stunts. But the fun part of a Tom Cruise movie is, you know, for most of that, it's actually Tom Cruise that's, you know, there's this yeah, scene where he he's well. he's hanging off of something that's forever tall, you know,
1: and I was just like, Oh, there he goes again, Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, so... Uh, D- uh, David's comment about will it sink, he was asking, <clears throat> excuse me, he was asking me, will those boats that I've said, been watching, ah, will they sink? I don't know. They're the, the one is launching, there's actually, they're doing a live stream. This is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, four years ago, five years ago, these guys put a YouTube channel together, and they have literally built this boat from the keel up. They poured their own lead keel. They, I mean, everything, they grew... These were all local trees. I mean, it's a great story, right? And it it concludes that's not really true. This weekend is their launch party. And so they're mm. streaming live on YouTube all day today. And they have, I mean, they've gathered hundreds of thousands uh of of, of watchers. They'll probably do a million to that live stream today. But it it the, the point of that is is they have been faithful to post a video every single week for five years. Wow. And not only have I, mean, I think it's actually longer, but Not only do they have great, I mean, this isn't just two guys sitting down on a Saturday morning recording whatever comes to the top of their minds, and then we, we edit it and put it out. This is planning, preparation, a lot of work, video. They have multiple people involved. They're paying shipwrights to help them. I mean, this has become a big production. And so those are, those are really, really hard to do. I mean, that's just, it's just difficult but they're doing it and, and kudos to them for putting the hard work in. A lot of people get cynical. They're like, Oh yeah, look at all that YouTube money. Well, it's expensive to do those kinds of, you know, they're paying these people to do, they're paying these shipwrights, which they should to do this work. So, you know, it, it yes, they're making a lot of money off YouTube. Yes. They also have a lot of bills. Uh, I did want to bring up, you ready for people to lose their mind, Jim? Oh boy. People. All right are
0: going to lose their mind. What's wrong? There's some, and that is, I'm going to bring up here, let me let me put me on the screen for half a second. I'm going to show you my phone. This is my iPhone. There's no episode numbers in Apple Podcasts. There's, there's, they just, I don't know, can I zoom in? But if your show is episodic, they would be here if they were. But if I go to a show that is serial, like The History of Six Shooter, it will show, like in my case, S4E2, Cheese Festival Blues. So if you want to hear what it's like to be in a country band in the 90s, go check out historyofsixshooter.com. But people are going to lose their mind because – well, the other thing they're going to do is they're going to start putting their episode numbers in their title. So if you did, yeah. if you didn't do yeah. that before because, you know, you had your episode number in where it's supposed to go, the episode number – but to me, I'm kind of like this again proves that
1: episode numbers aren't that important,
0: and uh, so people, I'm sure, are going to start to do that. And I was just like, ugh. Right, I think here. they're
1: more important to us than they are our listeners. Yeah,
0: it's an ego thing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, part partially for me, it's an organizational thing. You know, I want to know if someone, if somebody uh, says, "Hey, this episode number," there's this thing wrong with it. Like, it's easier for me to find it than if they okay. give me the title. Now, I, I can find it. I have a pretty good search mechanism on my site which would allow me to go in there and find that you know to find that episode but it it's also when you're thinking about all your audio files it's also easier to to see them or see those episode numbers in the text i don't i put mine at the very end yep so they're 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 down at the very end but it and again, I, I like that organization. Like I feel good when I look at a list of my episodes and they're all in order, mm-hmm. I really like that. So that I, I've been including them at the end of my, uh, my titles from day one. Even if, even if the great Dave Jackson said, shouldn't be in the title at all, I'd still do it. Cause I want to do it. That's it. I'm going to rebel Dave. Well, you're not going to, th- you're going to throw me off the show now. That's it. I'm sorry. lady. <laughs> I just made up. Their-
0: yeah, there we go. All right. Well, that's the end of Jim. See you later.
1: I just made up a (laughs) conflict, (laughs) ask you if you were mad about it, and then got thrown off the show.
0: Uh, No, it's, um, I always tell people, if you must put them, put them at the end, but there are plans. The the thing that, I'm not making this up, somebody put the name of their show. So ask the podcast coach, season one, episode 441. That was the title. And then they started to put the actual title. And I'm like, you, you do know wherever you can see the title, the name of the show is usually about an inch higher, you know, and I'm with you. Episode numbers are definitely an ego thing. Said the guy who has episode four, four, one
1: right on the screen as we record this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is YouTube. I think it's a little yeah. bit different. I, I think that's a little bit. I, what I like is to get the most unique content as far forward in the title as possible so because that's what's going to show up if if you're trying to differentiate your episodes to your listeners you want to get the 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 most unique you know like you don't want your show title you don't want episode numbers yeah or your show yeah title show title no your podcast title right in there uh because that's not unique that'd be the same every time you want my personal get as get it as unique as you can as far forward as you can yeah and dr says uh
0: her episode numbers are in her title as well. It's very satisfying. Well then, it's super satisfying. by all means, do that. Super so, satisfying. I just we had I had two tickets uh on Friday to Paradise? But, uh, I did. You went to Paradise? Yeah. You got uh, to Paradise? Come with me. We'll leave tonight. <laughs> Boy, talk about songs I don't need to hear anymore. But here's yeah. here's yeah. the key thing about that song and here's how Dave's going to tie this into podcasting. We think podcasting is hard and we have to do all this stuff. Two tickets to Paradise. Uh, for about eighty percent of that song, is two chords. It's it's B minor, mm. nu, 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 and then or A minor, then goes up to B, nu, 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 and then on yeah. the chord you throw in a D. It's 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 mind-numbingly dumb to play that song. I Should said, we get the guitar out and yeah, demonstrate yeah, yeah. <laughs> that on the show? So, a kazoo,
1: a kazoo, maybe.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, and. I want to give a shout out to Tristan, who said, hey, uh, the website for Six Shooter, A, is pointing at a dead link. If you go to historyofsixshooter.com, it's pointing at co, which doesn't exist. I moved it to Red Circle. I what won- is this?
1: Fix Dave's Links Day? Dave? It is. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody seems to be finding all your mistakes today.
0: Well, you need that. I um." Uh, if you ever wonder, if you ever see Dave do this, this is Dave touching the roadcaster to put a chapter marker. So you you said, how does he organize all this stuff? I know. Behind the scenes, I'm
1: dropping chapters so I can kind of know when we switch topics. It's great to see you do that, by the way. I see you do that. I'm like, okay, we're moving. We're moving on. We're moving don't, on. Don't bring up the old topic. <laughs> we're moving
0: on. But you need somebody to tell you the truth. I know I harp on this all the time, but I put out an episode of Building a Better Dave and I was talking about Dave Ramsey talks about you have to attack your debt like you need the intensity of a cheetah, or I'm sorry, of a gazelle trying to outrun a cheetah. And so I'm doing this at like 12:30 at night. I'm doing this podcast and it's building it better. Dave, who cares? Um, and I put it out there, and I get almost an immediate phone call from my buddy Marcus Couch, and he's like, "Dave, I don't know how you do it." And I go, "What?" He goes, "Not only did you misspell cheetah on the website." You misspelled it in the artwork. He's like, so at least you're consistent. He goes, there's no I in cheetah. It's E-E-T-A, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. so I immediately went and changed it in that whole nine yards. So you need somebody who's willing to tell you, hey, you messed up. And he knew it wasn't going to crush me. He knows that, oh, I don't want to look like an idiot. And right now I'm looking like an idiot. And then the other thing I did was, and this is a great strategy because it worked. I am um, going to be on a podcast about uh, how to sell a, a course, right? Because I've been running the school of podcasting forever. And the guy that, that runs that runs a marketing, what, what would you company, for lack of a better phrase? And he's talking about his intro, and I can help you this and that, and I can help you build a funnel. And I'm thinking, oh, I see what he's doing here. He brought me on because he's going to pitch a funnel to me. This is the whole bring your bring who should be your customer on as a guest And that's not at all what he was doing. But I I told him at the end, I said, are you doing the thing where you're bringing me on because you want to pitch me a funnel? He's like, no, no, not not at all. I'm sorry if that's what, I'm like, no, no. I go, because I would do that. I need somebody to look at my stuff. So he went over and looked at the sales page at the School of Podcasting. Wow. It's just the epitome of you can't critique your own stuff. I had a button that did nothing. It was like, learn more. And it just went nowhere. And there are a couple of things, and the, it was fun watching the woman that did it. She sent me a 37-minute video, going over top to bottom. This is good. This is good. This is weird. And then, because I have one sales page for the on the actual thing that I use to run the courses, and then I have one on the School of Podcasting, and it's so obvious that the one on the actual School of Podcasting is the one I didn't pay as much attention to. And it was fun watching her politely kind of say. Yeah, um this is a train wreck. She didn't say that, but it was like this is this is weird and uh so um I just say that to say I drank my own Kool-Aid yeah. and had somebody yeah, yeah. from the outside look at something and I was like hmm, you know, so uh do that. Get somebody that that will tell you the truth cuz a I you know, people building a better Dave is, is such a not a real podcast. It's just something mean me mm-hmm. and, and that in that episode, I think I said, This is where I ramble into the microphone for 10 minutes and press stop. I was like making a joke, but that's kind of what it is. So, um, yeah, so get somebody to look at your stuff, whether it's me or, or way
1: today. Wait a day. Sometimes oh, just dude. giving it 24 hours, come back to it. It doesn't have to publish today. I know you wrote this today. It's just like a podcast. I know you recorded this today. It doesn't have to go out today. It could go out tomorrow after you've listened to it, after a night's sleep. There's something about a night's sleep in our brain that does something different. You just see errors better. I know this, listen, our English teachers told us this when we were in high school or in school. Give it overnight, edit it the next day. Let it sit. And come back to it. You see a lot more errors in that. And then, like you said, if you can get somebody else to take a second look at it before you click Publish, I've been, uh, LinkedIn Live has a great, not LinkedIn Live, LinkedIn Mm -hmm. has a great feature. You know, you can write these articles on LinkedIn, and you can make newsletters out of them and some other things. So it's pretty cool. If you haven't checked that out on LinkedIn and you're, you, you like writing a lot of content, I've been doing that more and actually they added a new feature. I don't know when, but they added a feature where you can actually share the unpublished link with someone else oh, so nice. that they can take a look at it. Yeah. Super easy. Give them a link. Boom. It's not published yet, but they can see it. And I have a, a one of my teammates, um, I, I write some things and I say, Hey, would you take a look at this before I click publish on it? And she'll send me some, some things back and Hey, I changed it. Look at it again. Just a just a helpful. Sometimes it's helpful. I think some of us, we're afraid to have somebody look at it, and the pain is much less. Or er- the earlier you catch the error, than when you've published it and someone says, "Hey, dude, you know you missed oh, yeah. it. You put an eye in cheetah." Yeah, you know. So get it, get it done early. Yeah,
0: yeah. I uh, wrote an article, and it's always interesting because I like I'll write an article for Libsyn's marketing team, and by the time it comes out, I don't want to say it doesn't look like I wrote it, but they they do a lot of things. But they asked, like I said something in there where I was like, you always want to do such and such and such. I don't forget what it was. And they came back and they said, hey, just for the record, like, what happens if you don't? And I was like, oh, like, what are the consequences of this? So those are things that it's the uh, the curse of knowledge sometimes when you write stuff because you know it and your brain is filling it in. And so when somebody reads it fresh, they're like, I, I don't get this. Uh, I just um, did a critique Of the school of podcasting, one of the students. We that's one of the things we do is people can say, "I want feedback on this," and uh, the person's brilliant and they really know their stuff and they just talked a lot of theory. And I said, "Can you kind of give me an example with this stuff?" I said because I'm having it's not triggering the theater of the mind for me. And she's like, "That is such great feedback. I didn't even think about it. I'm just it's just theory, 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 and not like how do I use this stuff." So. It's always good to, to get an outside opinion. Um, I, I, I'm lucky enough that I have people that like Marcus that'll let me know or, you know, they'll, they'll either say, hey, that was like Todd the Gator. One time I did an episode he's like uh, I talked about leaning into your humanness now that AI is doing so much stuff that, uh, you know, ChatGPT doesn't have any previous experience like, you know, the time you were on a roller coaster with your dad and the uh, the thing that straps down didn't strap down and your dad had to keep grabbing you and, and pulling you back into the roller coaster, you know, mm-hmm. that's, chat GPT doesn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: a C- couple, Dave, couple errors for you to fix this since we're, st- yeah. we're talking about them, yeah. right? Uh, overcoming your feet. So that's yeah. fear, right? It's this fear you had feed in some, in yep. some cases. And then, uh, in your, the artwork from two weeks ago, there's two C's in podcast in the graphic. I see that on the site, but Interesting. All right. you know, it, well, you know, you, you kind of wonder though sometimes, I mean, it, it's awesome that people are paying attention to those, right? They're like, Oh, th- th- you ever, sometimes you wonder, I mean, if you ever, if you ever wonder if anybody's actually paying attention, make an error like that and see what kind of feedback you get. Because, because people do, you and I don't Have this gift of seeing those things. We're 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 process oriented. We're moving through getting things done. I'm terrible at this. I always got to get double check, triple check, whatever. And when I don't, it's there's always an error in it. But there's some folks who just really have that gift. And so it listen, we'd be better served if we had some of those folks as partners and said, Hey, could you look at this before I publish it? Although that's not really in our workflow. Yeah, you
0: you 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 said the thing. I would catch probably 80% of these, if I, you know, instead of publishing, like today's episode's gonna go out about four o'clock today, if I waited and put it out on Monday, I'd probably catch that stuff. But normally, I'm doing the Dave thing where I'm like 95% of the way done and I'm already starting to think about what I'm gonna buy at the grocery store. My brain's moving on and it's those little things that you miss. But we all need a Zeke. Uh, Holy cow, Zeke said... uh, uh, on May, on February 2nd, February, it's June. So back in February, apparently I, there's no episode for that in the feed. I'll have to check my lips and feed. I know the one after London isn't there. And, um, I thought about making that a patron only episode. Once I realized I hadn't put it out, like, Hey, if you want it, you know, you can be a patron for five bucks a month. Um, but he said the 21st and the 28th aren't there. That I need to look at because I know. I think
1: the 2-2 two, two is a date. Or I mean, is a number. This is the second comment of 2. Uh, but, Zeke, we didn't see your first comment in the feed for whatever reason. It's uh, not there. I think that's what that is. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I'll but, have to, but Zeke. See. Like you should, you know, find a way to get Zeke to look at these things before you, <laughs> before you hit publish. My quality yeah. control person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you got busted. you said this before and I, this happens to me all the time too. You got busted for misspellings from, you had a oh, list. You had a listener who would critique everything. I had a troll and, um,
0: yeah. and he would get, uh, it was fun because he would, uh, this is on the school of podcasting. And he, I can't believe people are paying you money, yeah. and you misspelled the word there. It's not t h e i r; it's t h e r e, or vice versa, whatever it was. How dare you, blah! I can't believe, it. and I'm like, look, dude, I'm I'm teaching people how to podcast. I'm not teaching them how to be a copywriter, like you know what I mean. It was like, and he, everything. And then at one point, he got mad and said, uh, "I'm I'm done with this show. I can't I can't take it." Blah blah blah. And then, like, literally, like, four months later, he left a comment on my YouTube, and I was like, oh, I've missed you so much. So, it was, yeah. Um, So, it was helpful. I would always thank him. But at the end, he started getting really personal and calling me stupid and dumb. And I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Um, F you. Uh, You know what? I don't need that in my life. Thanks, but thanks. You know, I I appreciate uh, constant, you know, our, uh, what's the word, criticism? It's constructive criticism. Always love that. But uh, yeah, when you're uh, calling me an idiot, I'm like, I, I, I've got enough of that in my head. I do that myself. So thanks. Uh,
1: and and Zeke, uh, again, I'm going to say something. I'm not trying to discourage you from it. But at this point, these errors, probably more helpful to send to Dave directly than to put in the chat room. Like, think about it. We're yeah. in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. Like, appreciate I, and again, I, I we appreciate that. But this is also, I think, sometimes listener awareness of like, Hey, I, I get, I get this all the time when I'm on a live stream and folks are trying to bring up very specific problems that are, you know, whatever. And you're like, you know, I'm doing a show right now and I'm kind of focused on the content and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you as much or I'm not going to remember it as much. It's super helpful if you just send that to me in an email at this point and, and I'll, I'll handle those. So that's another one of those listener awareness things sometimes too. It's like, can you give two, if you're a listener, can you give two specific feedback? I think sometimes the chat room isn't necessarily a place to handle some of those things. thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, because seriously, I would
0: have to watch the video again to see the chat. So I'm, yeah. once the yeah. show's over, I'm not going back, but yeah, if you want to, uh, school of podcasting at gmail.com and, uh, you know, I'll take uh day's mistakes for 300 Alex. Um, <laughs> Dave, not only has trouble spelling, but also typing. That's typically it. It's not that I, it's now the cheetah thing. I don't know where I, I think that was just sleep deprivation, but for my first podcast show, he misspelled entrepreneur with entrepreneur, whatever this is that this killed my search capabilities. It's ENT Tre It's, a hard, yeah, I, spell, it's a hard word to
1: spell, just to be honest. It's also a hard word to say. Yeah. I have to look uh, it up every I, I've got to look it up yeah. every time. Yeah, he said, yeah. But I
0: did forgive him in 2007 when I realized I could not change the no, you can change the title. Did
1: I it think, require forgiveness? Like was it an <laughs> offense of that kind of that kind <quin Freddie> of <hydrogen> I mean and, and, and again, right? I mean those when you when we think about listener feedback, we're getting this live here. Um, uh, the listeners have an obligation as well in the way in what you say. Sometimes uh, your listeners don't, it, they'll say something and they never intended it to sound mean, but because text is, has implied negativity to it, you, uh, at least it, it does in English for us, you, you read it wrong and then it, it creates tension and you're like, did you really mean to say it? Did you want to be a jerk? So I think even as you're taking feedback, in, like in a chat room like this, I think you got to be really, really careful not to read too much into it when it, you know, when, when you get it for the first time.
0: Oh, absolutely. In the same way that you, you made a great point of like, maybe when we're publishing, we should give it a day. When you get any kind of feedback, you want to like, again, take it, especially if it's negative feedback. Yeah. If you're like, how dare you? No, now's not the time to like, let's sit back. Let's chew on it a bit. Do they have a point? You know, because sometimes it's not that their point is valid. It's just how they
1: said it is, yeah, is what's getting you. Yeah. You know, so. well, not everybody's not everybody's good at giving constructive feedback yeah. in a way that I mean, uh, it, it it takes as much I think it takes as much work to give it as it does to take it. Oh, and I think sometimes we think, no, I'm just gonna word vomit on a page to this person, and they'll. They'll, th- they will thank me. And you're like, well, no, And when you're giving feedback, you should probably do the same thing that you, you're, you know, you think, think about it, let it sit for a day. Is this really what I want to say to them? Right. I mean, I think that takes as much when we're giving feedback to people to think about how they're going to receive it as well. Listen, the word on all of this is grace. We just need to have a lot of grace for people <laughs> when we're doing these kinds of things and just say, hey, look, I, you know, yeah, okay. It, it happened. Um, you know, send it to them. Don't leave a comment on the site. Send it to them in an email, like some of those kinds of things to just Listen, we should always, what do they say? Encourage in public and correct in private. That's it. Those are, I mean, if if you can get that, (laughs) you can get that part down. You should not be correcting people in public. Um, send him I, a private note. Right? I saw
0: that at, at a Jimmy John's a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, that's such bad management." But uh, uh, Zeke also says the podcast review show—the entire podcast—is missing.
1: That's a from disc- Spotify. From Spotify, I think was a, was a oh. was the you know other part? And
0: he's he's correct. You know why? Because yeah. I changed the feed and Spotify. Because well, you know, there's Spotify. You have to manually update it, and I never did because that's another show that's. That's a real show. We only do it when we get paid because we spend about three hours going over your your podcast. So,
1: um, but oh, I, never, I never, co- yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry, Coach uh, Dave says we have the same problem with coaches on the field. Right? Parents always want to talk when practice yeah. or the game is in session and your attention is divided. I mean, listen when you're giving feedback, have a little bit of social awareness of what's going on around you. What is what's happening here? What is What Can this be saved? Does it really need to be said? I think sometimes we think when we're giving feedback, we can just spew whatever we want. And, and it, Hey, you asked for feedback. I'm giving it to you. Well, that's not really what that means. I mean, we, we need an equal amount of social awareness of like, Hey, what's going on here? What are we trying to do? Is the situation right for this? I think sometimes we feel like And I just did this to you as I interrupted you, but I I felt like, no, no, I got to say it now before I forget it. Right. (laughs) Well, if you forget it, it probably wasn't that important. So, you know, have some social (laughs) awareness around that as well. And I'm pointing to myself to that (laughs) at the same time.
0: Chef Robert says, um, Dave, the episode tab on your website, is that a pod page thing? Yes, it is. Um, everything on the website is a pod page thing or is that something else? Thanks for your help. Yeah. It's what I love about that is there's, you can add categories. Now I don't, I don't believe on ask the podcast coach, but if you go to uh podcast it's another website of mine that I've put categories. So if you just want to see things about strategy or growth or, you know, planning or this and that uh, you can put categories that's in pod page, you put the categories in there and then they show up on Podpage. Those won't show up in like Apple or something like that. But again, I you know, I always talk about Podpage and it's cause well I think it's awesome. It's really, really cool. So uh in fact speaking of that, uh in awesome things, this would be an awesome time to thank our awesome supporters. Uh well first things first, of course. Speaking of the school of podcasting, if you want to go see a crappy uh sales page, uh go over to <laughs> schoolofpodcasting.com. dot com. You will see somewhere on that page, in, in in between the the mixed alignments and the buttons that go nowhere, um, you'll see that you can get uh, courses, you can get coaching, and a really awesome community. Uh, so if you want it, check it out. It will be updated very soon. Uh, that's I'm really happy. Monday is a holiday because I will be fixing the sales page of the School of Podcasting. And yes. We have a new, actually, she's not really new, but I found her website, and that is our new awesome supporter is Connie Minnell. It's uh, Resting in the Word. It's guided meditation. In fact, her description in Apple Podcasts says, don't let stress and worry keep you from, wait, don't let stress and worry keep you from having a peaceful night's sleep. Resting in the Word is created to help Heal your spirit and quiet your mind. This guided meditation includes some of the most beloved verses from scripture. Each topic includes a short devotion uh, by teacher, writer, and host, Connie Minnell. So, Connie, thank you so much for being an awesome supporter. You can find her at resting in the word. Dot com, But uh, I saw that come in, and, and she's actually been a supporter for a couple months, and I was like, hey, what's what's your website? So we can promote it, and I found it. So thanks for that. But speaking of PodPage, yes, all the cool stuff that uh, the chef was talking about, you can see at tripodpage.com. That is my affiliate, by the, uh, by the way, that's my affiliate link. Now, if you want to learn PodPage, you're like, what's this PodPage thing? Dave is talking about, go to learnpodpage.com and speaking of learning stuff. If you want to learn more about home gadget geeks, go over to tv. That's of course Jim's website. And I've changed this to be more realistic. We're on the journey to 35.
1: Oh, I like it. That's, lowering
0: our standards. <laughs> that's right. And then once we get thirty-five, we'll we'll have the journey to thirty-six. But uh, <laughs> if you'd like to be an awesome supporter. Uh, It's super easy. Just go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. In addition to getting things like the video version of this and uh, bonus content, you get invites to some meetups that aren't available to the public. Uh, All you have to do again is go over to askthepodcastcoach.com
1: slash awesome. So next uh, week will be the journey to 30. That actually sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. How many do we have? We actually have 34. (laughs) Oh, Okay, so
0: i <laughs> going more. for one.
1: It just takes one that's, more, one more like. Yeah. By the way, like and subscribe, and then uh, I'll say it again. Tweet that we're live, and I'll and I'll I'll retweet it and like it if that's your thing. Yeah, and if
0: then, then once we get 35, it'll be the journey to 36 or maybe 40. But uh, you know, yeah, five is a good goal. Yeah, I think
1: five at a time <laughs> is a good
0: goal. Um, so uh, we have here from Starzology. In the podcast description, is, is it okay to add many links to websites and affiliates, or is it better to keep the RSS feed smaller and have all the links on a blog? This is a great question. And first, I want to I clarify. There is the show description, and I don't recommend putting any links in there because they just found you. Like, I just found your show, and you're sending me away. Why would I go to your website? I haven't even listened to you yet. So, but in the episode description, I've that's one of the things I tell people because uh, a link to a a website isn't going to really completely go crazy. Like it's not going to make your feed super long. You could just say I always in my show notes it's usually mentioned in this show, and then it's just you know um, profit from your podcast and uh, home gadget geeks and blah blah blah, and it's just links because what will upset your listeners, at least my listeners, is if I mention a great book and I'm like, oh, if you want to learn about telling stories, you've got to listen to Story Worthy. It's a great book by Matthew Dix. If I don't have a link to this in the episode description, somebody's going to send me an email and go, what the heck? Because I know I get irate. I like... Talk about waiting a day to respond. I just want to send the person and go, you made me so hot and bothered about this website or product or whatever. I went to your website and it's not there. So yeah, I would absolutely put the uh, links, but not in the show description. I always love when people are like, you know, join my Patreon here because first things first in Apple, those links to your show description are not going to be clickable. Uh, They might be clickable in your episode description. And that's based on who knows. I mean, some apps, the links are clickable. Uh, Sometimes you have to put the whole HTTP colon slash slash to make it clickable. It's kind of goofy, but I, for me, an episode description is here's a, a paragraph that explains what's in the show. And here's the links to everything we mentioned. I don't know, Jim, am I missing anything or?
1: No, I, I like it. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with that section, Yeah. but I think at a minimum, you know, get that description, get a well-written, you know, first paragraph for sure. I mean, 99% of the time, they're not going to make it past the first paragraph unless they're looking for a link. So paragraph link, I like I like that as a minimum. You you can use and reuse that. By the way, that once you get that written out in a format, you can copy and paste that into YouTube and copy and paste that into whatever else that you need for that. Get that part done well and done right, and then uh, use it and reuse it for sure. Well, in in Libsyn we have these things called snippets, and I have one snippet for
0: for Mark. I have a snippet for Dan. Uh, and then I have a snippet for the School of Podcasting. I have a snippet for become an awesome supporter. So there's like six paragraphs of stuff, and by paragraphs I mean like three sentences each. But nonetheless, when I go to make my show notes, it's just all right, new episode. And as it's uploading, I'm like snippet one, snippet two, snippet three, snippet four, and we're done. And then I like, okay, what did we mention here? It's it's pretty simple uh, to do. Now, if you're like, I don't use Lipson, check out Text Expander as Dave is adding yet more links to add to the show notes here, but um, it's pretty handy. And that's just a thing that you basically, when I type this, you type this and I've seen people that have put an entire, almost like a template for an episode uh, that you can put in there. So always handy to do. But the other thing we should do is. And now oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim
1: to get his nerd on. <laughs> this this week uh, was doing some PC maintenance, and I realized my wife's computer. Kit, when I bought it a couple years ago, she doesn't use it that much, so it sits there. I you know I make sure antivirus is up to date and all that other stuff about once a month. Not a bad idea to go back, it, even on your own computers. You know, maybe the first of the month is your maintenance day. You go back, you can do some stuff. Make sure your antivirus is up to date. Everything's looking good. Your backup is in place. Some of those kinds of things you can get to at that sort. And I realized it only had eight gig of RAM. Now, Ooh. eight gig of RAM on a Windows computer used to be awesome. It's no longer awesome. <laughs> it's okay. It's just okay. That uh, so I went to. She is a Lenovo. So I went to their website. You could do this for Dell or whatever. Uh, go to their website. See what kind of what 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 the motherboard supports in there. So you can go in there and say, Hey, the maximum amount of RAM this motherboard will support is fill in the blank. Most cases, it's sixteen or 32. Rarely it, would you probably buy a computer them as much as 64, unless it's brand new. But, and RAM's cheap enough right now that you should just put the Macs that you can put in there because Windows continues to take more and more and more resources to do its thing. So went on the website, got the, got the part number that I needed for that. Did a quick search on, on, well, your retailer of choice. If you want to use Amazon or whatever, there's lots of uh, ways to get that done. Ordered it for $12 it's jeep right now yeah and and uh and i'm going to be upgrading her to uh to 16 gig which will support her for the next couple years so if you're a podcaster you're using an older pc you might have just four gig of ram in there and if it seems slow that's why or that's at least part of the problem make sure you're spending a little bit of time these are things we talk about on home gadget geeks all the time make sure you're spending a little bit of time figuring out hey can i max that out And, okay, it's not going to be cheap in all cases, but it, it was, it was really inexpensive in mine. Um, It's a good, it's a good, easy upgrade. And by the way, it's like putting Legos in your, this, this upgrade is not hard. You open up the case, there's two, two or four slots. You push two buttons, the thing pops out, you put the new stuff in, make sure it clicks in. This is a, pc upgrade that i think just about anybody can do just make sure you unplug the pc before you turn it off yeah (laughs) unplug it right before you do it but uh, upgrading that ram right now may be a good option uh, to bring new life back to your pc if you're a windows guy
0: picture or gal yeah picture your ram as your desk and so like right now my desk is once again, and I'm kind of going in my head going, why is it messy? But, you know, if I wanted to, I'd have to move my speaker and I got my blood monitor and my wallet, and all, so I'd have to make room for stuff. And that slows me, my production down, where, so if you have, uh, you know, not enough RAM in your computer and you open up Word and Excel and, uh, you know, uh, iTunes because you're on a PC, oh, is that a memory hog? All of a sudden, your computer has to move stuff off your desk, and it's swapping out. So what happens then is when you get more RAM, you get a bigger desk, so you can do more things at the same time. It doesn't always speed things up, but in most cases, it does, because if you've got, let's say, you know, um, what did you say? You're up there to eight gigs? So Uh, Eight, yeah. Yeah, so let's say you got eight gigs of RAM, and you're like, great, but you're only your your desk isn't really full yet. It's got seven gigs of memory in it and you go to 16 gigs. It's not going to speed things up because you weren't running out of room yet. But right, right, as Jim right. was mentioning, um, it almost always is because, you know, every time a new release comes out, that software is going to take a little more memory to, to get up and running.
1: Every windows PC instance I've seen lately <laughs> is bumping up against that eight gig yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. And it really wants 10 yeah, And so if you can get 16 or more, um, the, there's some variations in that. You can send me an email, jim at the average guy.tv If you want to discuss your specific setup, I love talking about those kinds of things. But it's a it's a pretty inexpensive. When I built yeah. my new computer, that motherboard supports 128 gig of RAM and I just put it in. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you know, I'm always looking for this thing anyways. And I do some virtualization stuff and I, I built it uh, uh, for my uh, my Oculus headset as well and i thought yeah let's just go with that right it's easier but from an upgrade standpoint it may be worth it maybe that time take a peek you can go into your system settings and go to the about tab on windows so settings and about it'll tell you how much you have and then look it up on the website see what it supports if it supports more now may be a good time to upgrade it i might have to do is as you say that i'm like you know my
0: pc is definitely old in the tooth i'm like a uh, ram might um uh, it would, I definitely would help it out. So that's uh
1: there you go. Yeah, you, Your local, like DR says, your, your local geek squad can help you with this as well. If you don't feel comfortable with it, you can take it in a little more expensive, but you get the help that you need and they can, they can put that in there. And I did when I worked at a computer store way back in the day, I actually put the wrong memory in and uh, forked to the computer. And those days you could, we could never get it back. I, the store ended up replacing the computer. Hmm. My bad.
0: Well, I was surprised. I had the assistant at my church. She took. She has an all-in-one computer monitor kind of thing. And when I heard she took it to the Geek Squad, I'm like, oh, they are just gonna rake her over the coals. And actually, it wasn't bad. It was wasn't cheap, but I was like, eh, that's, that's you know, because uh, she had a thing where she her eyesight's horrible, so she had the the thing where you can zoom in and make all the icons gigantic, and then for, to make a long story, she couldn't get it back to normal and they had to go in and I forget exactly what the solution was. I think they logged in as somebody else so they could adjust the something, something, but I, bottom line was it it was not cheap, but it wasn't quite as, they could have really, it's like, like if I take something in to a mechanic, I know almost nothing about cars and they could just, you know, go crazy. So,
1: well, and before you do anything, back up, back up and back up. Yes backup and the backup again before you do anything.
0: So. Yeah. Craig says, I just bought a new desktop. It's been sitting here for three weeks. It takes a long to get it up and running with all the, Oh, it does loading mm-hmm. all your software. Oh man. That takes uh, forever. If somebody, since we're talking hardware, if somebody is starting a podcast today, I always say, are you doing video? Cause that's the one where I go, okay, yeah. you better get some serious Ram in there. What would you recommend today for the new podcaster?
1: Oh, for a new, well, if it's, I think most computers you can buy are, are going to be just fine, except for the super low end ones, right. right? They're not going to, from a video perspective, they're going to struggle a little bit, but I think anything in that. $750 to $1,250 range, right? It's going to get you pretty good. You don't, in, in a lot of cases, you don't need a, de- a dedicated GPU. That's the graphical processor right. unit, right? That's the gaming thing. You don't need those. They're nice to have and they come with some of the computers um, that you have. But price point is, you know, is is king. I wouldn't go top, top when I was hanging out with my guys at, at ThinkComputers.org as they were helping me build my rig. I kept trying to go a little bit to the top because I was, I was like, oh, I could put this in. And they're like, eh, you're not really going to use that, to be honest. Yeah. That for most podcasters, that medium range is going to be just fine. I would try, just to be honest, if I was buying a new, comp- a new computer today, I wouldn't do any less than 32 gig of RAM and I wouldn't do any less than a two gig hard drive. If that's going to, I'm sorry, two terabyte hard drive. If that's going to be what you're getting in that, right? Because things just take a lot of space. And so, you know, th- 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 those would just be my minimum requirements. Uh, on the Intel versus AMD side, I think either one is fine. Intel has an i3, i5, and i7. Um, AMD is a Ryzen 3, 5, and 7. I'm, I'm weird how that worked out with the same numbers. You know, right. the 5 for, for most podcasters would be just fine. If you think you're going to do video and you want a little bit more power and that you want that thing to last a little bit longer, The 7 version might be good. Now, Intel's changing that coming up. So those won't, those numbers are are, going to get changed. But that would be some, you know, that would be some of my advice. DR says, uh, I just checked, mine says 16 gig, uh, uh, 15.3 usable. Is that good? Okay, so yes, that's great. 16 gig is great, DR. The question is now, go to your task manager. So go down to the bottom of the screen, right-click and choose task manager if you're on Windows 10. And um and see what it's running at, and you'll get some. If you click on the performance tab, you'll get some cool graphs, of line graphs of what's being used, right? And what what's uh, Mac has a version of this too, Isatistica or something like that, where you can kind of see what's being used in real time. If you're all the way to the top on things, well. You've got some okay. You you don't have enough. You you got you're running too many things, or you've got too much stuff going on, or whatever. The key would be, I also think on a Windows box, reboot that thing first. Like it's yeah. it it is it it amazes me how people go weeks without rebooting their Windows computer, and people say, well, you shouldn't have to. You never have to reboot a Mac. That's true. I mean, you do, but you don't. But it's not a Mac. You bought a Windows. You bought a PC. So boot that, reboot that thing. I say reboot it nightly if you can. Yeah. Uh, if you can't, and I don't, just to be honest, um, at least once a week if you're using it as a production box.
0: Yeah, I'm amazed. I will go in and see where I have, like, three instances of Evernote. And I'm like, what? And I'll close that down. Dropbox is another one that I'll see, like, I have four or Loom bunch of these and they just all chew up memory and i am like reboot and i'm like oh what do you know things are working great um uh, uncle marv says don't forget to make sure you, yeah hard to
1: yeah hard to get a pc today that is that's still a spinner right that's yeah. still one of those spinning drives if you're buying new you're almost always going to go with a ssd or an m.2 those are both solid state drives which just means you're not you don't have physical spinning right those are just slow drives right
0: which also means you're not going to get any kind of warning shot that your hard drive's going bad.
1: Uh, tr- no, very true. Yeah, we used <laughs> to, you could hear it click. <laughs> you're like you're like, oh boy, it's time to, I better uh, back up. Right, I better back up. Yeah. Listen, SSD technology has gotten really, really, really good. And those failure rates are pretty, yeah. are pretty low now. And so this isn't, you know, it's not the new kid on the block anymore. I mean, they're making millions of SSD chips and, for this, this memory and, and their failure rates are pretty, they don't, it's not that they're failure proof. They're just better than they used to be. So just back it up, make sure it's always backed up.
0: Yeah. This is getting a lot of, uh, love these days. Uh, Craig says a friend of mine wanted a good quality USB mic for podcasting and got the Shure MV7. He's really happy with it. And the only thing I have against it is I don't have one sitting here. I pop that thing like nobody's business. The windscreen on that is kind of thin. Now maybe I'm just full of hot air. Uh, a lot of people say that. Where is my rim shot? Um, but uh, you can buy because I, I once googled like MV7 windscreen, and I saw where a bunch of people are like, "I'm popping this thing like nobody's business," and they, you can get a aftermarket the uh, the new Rode Pod mic. Uh, which is on, I think, on the way finally to me. I know the the new Rode Duo uh, is now available. I got that announcement from Rode. And it now comes with, even though it's got that big metal, great pop screen on it, they now have a windscreen you could put over it. And I think part of that is just to make it look like an SM7B. It's like, let's make it look cooler. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool in itself, but... Uh, I normally have those microphones right behind me, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I saw somebody in Facebook. They said, Hey, uh, I've got a, a, a Samsung Q2U and I'm looking to upgrade. And I was kind of like, I wanted to go like, cause they said it, it was too bright. And I'm like, y- you do know you can turn down the treble and post for free. Like you don't need a, a new mic for that. And somebody recommended the, the MV7. I like any mic I, I um. Uh, I don't know that I would recommend a mic these days that wasn't USB and XLR because it just gives you that. I understand that sometimes the USB doesn't sound as good, but just to have that flexibility, I mean, because on one hand, you can't go wrong with a Shure SM58. That's the microphone that you run trucks over and things like that. It's a workhorse, but I'm like, eh, now I got to buy a Focusrite
1: to get it into the computer. and Which isn't bad, though. I mean, it right. gives you some more options. Yeah. You know, it's not... You're going to spend about a hundred bucks for that, that 58. Yeah, you're right. I actually don't know why podcasters don't use 58s more. I mean, it's the industry standard microphone. It sounds great. They make a million of them. You can find them anywhere. Yeah, They sound great plugged into any audio device. You know, it's, it's going to give you a pretty good mid range. Um, I, I, it, it is surprising that these things, they're not USB. It's surprising it's a- that those things though, didn't compete better and maybe they did, but I don't, I don't know of any podcasters like, yeah, I have an SM58. And you're like, that's an awesome microphone. I mean, every performer in the world has used those at some point in time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right. right and, now. um, I, somewhere in the early days, I definitely used a 58, probably used a 57 because I had them, you know, I was a musician and, and I have seen many a drunk person knock over my mic stand and go, oh crap! There, you know, and you pick it back up, and no, it's The, still head, the head is the head's crumpled though. Uh, the head's got a solid flat I, spot. <laughs> I've bought, and you can buy them uh, the new, like the uh-huh. whatever that is that goes over the actual mic on a fifty-eight. You can buy a new windscreen slash thing, and and it looks brand new because it was, it had it had been too, you
1: know it had been yeah. through it. Well, you can't put your thumb in there and push that thing out That's like it. Too. It, you can, you can, it never looks quite the same, but then it looks rugged. You know, it looks cool. It's like, man, this thing's been used. This is a, yeah, this is a solid mic. It's a good, it's a good microphone. I used them for a lot of years in all the church work that I did.
0: Yeah. Uh, DR says, I need to figure out how to use my Scarlet. Again, if, if you're, you know, if you plug it in, I think
1: you have to install a
0: driver. I think that you do, you need the software
1: for the focus rights. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty easy. The I, we just I just changed to a focus right in the Gallup Studios, just put one in, and uh, it's pretty easy to set up for the first time. You can choose to or not really use the software if you right. want to. It'll work. You do have to have the software installed to get that thing working.
0: Yeah, Dave says it's the mic cage. Thank you. I was trying to figure out what yeah. that that little thing was that um it talked about. Uh, the person was asking about increased discoverability or SEO tweaks. He goes uh, three years. In, uh, I've been podcasting weekly for three years. I want to increase my podcast discoverability through search. I'm a solopreneur, spelled correctly, and did the f- <laughs> and did the five did five pins, meaning Pinterest, three reels, three YouTube shorts, seven TikToks a week. So that is seven ten. That's eighteen pieces of content a week. Hated it, and it did not increase my weekly downloads. Again, I, I like social when it works, it's a trickle, at least from what I've seen. Also tried the live streaming and using that as a podcast for 10 episodes. Juice isn't worth the squeeze for me being on video. Plus entertaining that audience takes away from the content I prepare for the podcast cause f- cause of, Oh, cause friction with my ADHD, um, Currently, my podcast has its own website via Simplecast with its own domain name. Plus, I upload transcripts for all episodes, Um, areas I've identified that I can improve. So this is, I need to rewrite episode titles. We just talked about this. I went for clever, and I'm now willing to be boring to bring in more of my people. Yeah, those keywords come in handy. Uh, Make each episode a blog post on my own website. Again, I recommend that. I found a WordPress plugin that imports all episodes plus show notes via the RSS feed. Yep. Uh, there's one from Second Line Themes that makes it really easy. Uh, finding key phrases to use in new episode titles. Any tips on how to do this without spending three days down the SEO hold? That's a tough one. Anytime you you, you put your toe into the SEO pool, you come up and you're like, wait, it's, it's 2023? Um, I need to adjust, change my podcast name. Uh, mine is... Irreverent and uses profanity. Yeah, that's going to get you out of a few. uh, I don't know. The whole like F asterisk CK thing. I just want to go. Have we not played that one out? Like, oh, we put the F word in the, like, let's go cuss behind the barn. Here's some other things selecting episodes to write out more robust guides, meteor blog posts with visuals and cross linking. Yep. So These are kind of like, yep, that's a good one. Participate in podcast networks that are looking for podcast guests to go on their show. I seldom have guests on mine. Editing two people uh, and conversations are tedious for me. And and also we should offer to air their interview on my feed to cross-promote. Um, the purpose, the podcast is the tipping point for people to hire me as a coach, Once pe- which is good. He knows his why. That's good to know. Once people discover me, they are obsessed. I want to be better at helping people find me. Uh, I have a library of 150 plus episodes now. No plans to stop. Podcasting is my favorite. And would love for my podcast to be the hub of my content. Main driver for bringing in new business. I'd love insights from y'all and what you've tried and what has and hasn't worked. Any efforts on optimizing tips or tools you might know about. I'm a single solopreneur and single parent. Other areas I might be overlooking. So that's a big, long list of stuff that he's already doing. Uh, to me, when I heard all the ticky talks and pins and stuff, I'm like, if you're getting burned out, that's the first thing I'm, I'm like, you know, or use something like Switchy to put a trackable link on those things so you can tell, okay, I put, you know, three pins up this week and got one click. Like maybe your audience isn't on Pinterest. The other thing you noticed that the one thing he didn't mention that we were talking about earlier he didn't say and I had a good friend of mine listen to it and tell me what was good and bad that was my when I saw all this stuff I'm like nowhere in here is it I I formed a focus group and had them give me yeah. cuz he's doing a lot of promotion and stuff and I was like do you
1: know if it's good or not so or good or not I don't know yeah audience feedback Right. Have they done a survey? I didn't hear a survey in there. So have you done a survey of your audience? The other thing I didn't hear in there is this, if his audience is super engaged the moment they listen or whatever, right, the ones that stick, are you asking them to share it? Are you leveraging them? Because it's a birds of a feather flock together type deal where, you know what, your, your social stuff, you may not be reaching, like, you might have a, a niche a niche, however you want to say that, that, that it's super tight and super specific. So you may not be finding them on social, but chances are, if your listeners are super engaged, they know who people who are just like them, who may also be engaged. So what are you doing to do the old sales technique of, give me three names of people I should contact about my product and services? Now, don't do it that way in podcasting. And maybe you do, but to say, What kind of campaigns are you doing to get you to, to share, to get your listener, to share your show with others that are like them?
0: I just listened to a show that I actually am going to approach to say, Hey, I think I'd be a good guest for your podcast. And because it's all about uh, growing a small business and her reason is she's a CPA. And at the end, she didn't do any call to action about hiring her Mm -hmm. as a CPA It's in her description and stuff, but I was like, you know, there's a reason people go like and subscribe and ring the bell. You've got to do that call to action. Even everybody knows where the subscribe button is. We still got to say like, subscribe and ring the bell. And if you don't ask, it's, you know, you're not going to remind people, oh, or they may be brand new. Maybe they didn't find your podcast on a website. Maybe your description, you know, or when you go to sell, like, hey, like, if you, like, maybe, I don't know, need a, uh, like, somebody to, I don't know, your books and stuff, if you're confused, uh, thanks. Like, wait, what, what's the website again? And so, um, that that's the other thing I, I thought of. Like, A, check your content. B, ask your audience to share. Let's, let's spur on that word of mouth. And I'd love to hear, I need to go back and, and see if I can find this post. Because I'd like to say, show me your podcast. I want to go listen to it. Because I, I guarantee you. You know, as I said earlier, you you miss the low hanging fruit and he's got a lot of fruit there, but I'm sure there's something there and probably his call to action is at the very end. If if, if you listen to the school of podcasting, if you listen to this show, the call to action is in the middle of the show because the phone's already in the pocket. <laughs> They're listening, hopefully, and uh, you go from there. But I just thought that was a great laundry list of, of things to do. Look for keywords. There are all sorts of keyword tools out there. Go to AppSumo. I'm sure there's 50 million of them that will help you with keywords. I I like keywords, but in the end, like I, I've had AI tools that help with uh, titles, and they always end up making things that are right on the border of clickbaity. And I'm like, that doesn't really sound like me when it's like the magnificent way of seven things that you can blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, mm, that's not, mm, you know, so. Uh, and then um, DR says, you know, they can also... Uh, Get the listener involved with questions through SpeakPipe. Yeah. If you're going to do a question, it has to be a specific question. Like right now, it's fun. My question of the month, if you go to podcasting.com slash uh, question, it's so hard. There's a PDF to explain it. And it's from the book, Make Noise by Eric Newsom. And it's, you have to explain your show. In 10 words or less, and there's a big, long list of words that you can't use, and it's hard without saying exciting and new, um, come aboard. I'm sorry. That just popped in my head. (laughs) We're expecting (laughs) you. (laughs) Great branding. But it's a really (laughs) interesting, yeah, you can't use amazing, curious, incredible, spectacular, astounding, diverse, in-depth, and many, many other words. And the whole point of it is, it really makes you think about, what is my show about? How is it different in that whole nine yards? And it's interesting, because I think I've had maybe three, probably two responses, because it's not easy. But it's a specific question where I see people go, I'm not getting any feedback from my audience. And you listen, they're like, hey, tell me what you think about the show. Like, that's, mm. Yeah. They're yeah. like, what do you what do you mean? Yeah. Like the artwork or whatever? Whereas if you say, Hey, this week we talked about having feedback on the things you're working on, have you ever had feedback? What kind of feedback did you get? And what changes did you make based on feedback? Mm-hmm. That's a question that people can answer because mm-hmm. it's not like tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 Well, my, my number two son uh, who's never done anything around podcasting started a Twitch stream, uh, just last night. He's been talking about it for six months. Like maybe I should do this and all the, you know, my, listen, my oldest has been on my podcast. My number four is a, is a, is a VR kind of guy. I don't want to say he's famous, but he kind of is in the VR world, which is super cool to watch. Nobody knows who he is, but it's super cool. Um, And, and then, so, so John, my son started this and how is he going to get, you know, he was on Twitch last night. So his, they, they pinged us on Facebook. Hey, John's on Twitch. Can, can you guys go out and watch it? So we went out and watched it. I left it on as long as I could, so he could get those Twitch numbers, but he's going to need to, he's painting Gundams by hand. These Gundam models, these Japanese uh, models that are super cool, super intricate. And he was on for three hours and painted this one little part three hours, little part, right? (sighs) Talking about technique and how he's doing things in the paints. And he's going to be really good at this. For his first one, he was really good. Like, it was, it it was one of those situations I'm like, ooh, this thing's got some legs. This could go somewhere. And that super niche, niche, super specific in what he's doing, he's going to need to get listeners to share this. Like, this is how he's going to, there's no, no amount of advertising he can do, no amount of trickery that he's going to do with SEO. His listeners, he needs to have other Gundam fans say to other Gundam fans, Hey, you ought to go subscribe to this Twitch channel because this guy's doing this really cool hand painting stuff. The conflict is between airbrushing and hand painting, and he's taking the hand painting side of things. So I, for that, I, that's a, one of those perfect situations. People are like, how do you get more listeners? you're going to need to get folks to share this with others and say, Hey, have you seen this? There's this new guy out there doing these Gundam paintings. Well, you know,
0: but he three hours to paint that little thing.
1: Like how passionate is he about this? Yeah. He's super passionate about it. Right. And, and there's people watching. He had a, he had a half a dozen people watching him and they were interacting with him and he was interacting back just like you're supposed to do on Twitch. And, you know, It was a good, for him, it was a really, really, really good first run. Now, will he get to number two? That's the hard part. You get past the adrenaline of that first one, and then you're like, oh, God, this is a lot of work, you know, to do these kinds of things. So, we'll see if he makes it to two. Uh, I'll encourage him to do it. He's coming over tomorrow night, so I'll spend some time talking to him about it. I'm super proud of him for doing it, but um, the thing is Dave on this the the audience is super. just like the person you were reading earlier the audience yeah. is su- if you're engaged in this you're super engaged and so he's got an, he's got an awesome opportunity to really connect with those folks
0: now is this something where he's going to take the video and put it on YouTube
1: and <laughs> it's a good question I don't know I don't know I listen I encourage him just to do one yeah like this was like he kept talking about it. I'm like John just get on and do one let's see how it goes yeah and I imagine he's super creative this way. We'll see what he does. You know, I've given him some advice. Let's see what he, what he. I want him to do five or six of these live streams and just see where it goes. Like, and then if, if you can reuse that content, you can, he, you think I'm a monitor nut. I I got it from him. He's got, (laughs) I mean, his studio (laughs) is stacked. He's super nerdy and, and he's a, he's a really good kid. So um, I'm super proud of him, but he, you know, I'm gonna encourage him just do five or six and see where this thing goes. I'm sure some of that content, Dave, will be moved to YouTube at some point. Will it be a podcast? I don't think so, because audio, this isn't where audio is helpful mm-hmm. at all. No, right? Not at all. Not at all. now, what what he could do is he could make an audio version where he talks about it with a with a co-host or he talks about it in a condensed version. and then, that could be a podcast that's a that's an add-on to his Twitch stream. He could do that.
0: Yeah, very much so. This is where I see travel podcasts kind of drop the ball on this, where they will talk about, you know, I was, you know, we're in Italy and this gondola, blah, 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 yada. And you should have seen the, the rich reds of these flowers were amazing. All they have to say is, I have a picture of this on my website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, 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 and yeah. people that are sucked into the story are going to do that. So he could do something like this. Well, I, I decided to use red and blah, blah, blah here, um, you know, because of such and such. And yeah. then to say, oh, if you want to watch me actually do this, check out the replay at such and such. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It By the way, as I was watching this painting gundams painting anything way more complicated than i thought like Mm. he'd put a base layer on underneath and then he'd put a layer over the top of it and then he'd scratch it to kind of make it look distressed and stuff and you get down; these are little tiny i mean they're they're a dollar size u.s silver dollar size wow uh little little tiny parts and i was like man that looks that looks super cool So it was, it was not one of those things. I, you know, he's my son, so I'm going to watch it every chance I get, but not one of those things everybody's going to want to watch, but those who do want to watch it, if you engage with them, super engaging.
0: Yeah. Any, anything big happening
1: for father's day? How many kids you have? Six. I have five. Five. I have five. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> don't give me any more than I already have. It's a lot of work. <laughs> just as it is. Yeah. No, uh, just a cat that, uh, Sarah invited the kids over Sunday night just to kind of hang out. and like, no, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Just if you, if you want to come over, you can do it. Yeah. Sure. Just having yeah. your kids around. That's always a, yeah, no, a that's the best part of it. Like they come yeah. over and just hang out. It's, it's super fun. Nice.
0: Excellent. Well on, uh, the school of podcasting, I'm doing something. It's not really that crazy, but I've seen this question now five times in the last four days, and I've kind of talked about it before on how be you can just be you, but I, I'm doing a deep dive on how to do a solo show. And I realize that they're not for everybody, but here's the thing I discovered. I, I had somebody say, wait, you edited? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of editing. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to attempt to do a solo show with no editing and leave all the edits in just to show you just how bad I can be. Uh, so that's that's the plan on Monday's uh, School of Podcasting. And I'm going to talk about what went into it and really kind of peel back the curtain. Jim, what's coming up on
1: uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Dave, I took two weeks off. Not You're, just one, two. but two. You can do so that? Feels great. <laughs> I, I've been podcasting a bunch at work, so I took two weeks off. But let me encourage you to use this to listen to an episode of School Podcasting. If you... If you're a regular listener or whatever, you haven't checked that out, use this week to go over there and listen to School Podcasting. You're, you're doing some great work there, so I appreciate it.
0: And probably by Monday, uh, the podcast review show will be back in in Spotify.
1: With all the errors
0: fixed. I have my yeah. work cut out when I get done. <laughs> you got a lot of editing to do this week. I do have a lot of editing to do. But uh, thanks to the chat room and thanks to Mark at PodcastBranding.co and to Dan at com And... Uh, Everybody, uh, if your father's around and he's not a schmuck, be sure to you know take the time. And uh, if you are a father, be sure to pat your little ones on the head and let them know how much you love them. So thanks, everybody. We will see you again next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Like and subscribe and ring the bell.